0: Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ, and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin.
1: So don't worry about tomorrow.
0: So today we're here with Jason Sims, the general manager of Bungalow 44 in Mill Valley to talk about service dogs in the service industry and what a challenge that can be. Now, uh, Jason, I understand you have a personal connection to service dogs.
2: Yeah, I do. My son is on the autistic spectrum. Um, he So we looked into have, getting a service dog for him just to help him kind of have a buddy and help navigate through school as he was going to go to some bigger schools and go room to room and Um, just someone to kind of navigate through life with. And we worked with a great company, um, a nonprofit uh, called Monkey Tail Ranch. And they're amazing. Um, it ended up after a while, it didn't quite work out with him just because he's just not in the right place. And he's still so small. It's hard for him to manage the dog himself. So it was kind of, you know, then I'd be managing him and the dog instead of concentrating on him. So we, we ended up, um, returning the dog and we're going to work with them in the future again and that dog's now placed with this wonderful school and working with a big group of children and so it all worked out really well but um but I do, so I know. You know, I know a lot about service dogs. I know the rules. I know what they're used for, and uh,
1: I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with the rules. It's definitely, well, yeah, no, especially with regards to uh, service uh, industry establishments, restaurants, bars. Absolutely,
2: yeah,
0: it's very
1: vague. Um, well, the number one rule is it's against the law to have a, a
0: dog in a restaurant that serves food. That's the first rule, right? Yeah. However, there's an exception made for. ADA compliant service animals and uh, the problem is is whether or not it's a service animal or an emotional support animal right is that yes yeah.
2: yeah and emotional support animals we're we're allowed to allow them in the restaurant but we're not required to allow them in the restaurant and that where it gets complicated is we're not allowed to ask for any identification or documentation saying that the dog is an official service dog, right? So there's always that gray area. So people are are trained to know to either have a vest, you know, which they can also buy on Amazon for $7. I've
1: seen some people do that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, so, and they're also trained to just say it's a service animal and they know that we can't really say anything. The only thing we're allowed to ask is what service does your animal provide? Mm -hmm. Um, but even that gets dicey. You know, you're already kind of pushing your luck with that. And all they have to say is a certain service, whether it's true or not. And we're, we're stuck.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's amazing to me that, uh, People don't have to present some form of identification or a license, uh, something like, yeah. You have to present your ID if you want to buy alcohol. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are other licenses for other things. So, um, well, an obvious license. The most obvious is a disabled parking space,
0: right? Right. I mean, yeah. You have to have a placard. But for a service animal, oh, you have, it's just your word. But can, can you imagine how bad that would go on a on a parking space? Yeah, I'm handicapped. Yeah. I no, know. Right. <laughs> and I under, I'm compassionate
2: about it. I don't want to you know, make it any harder for people. Because imagine, you know, if you're navigating the world with a seeing eye dog and you forget your license at home and someone doesn't let you in the restaurant. I understand, you know, there's a little give and take there, but... It is strange, because it is the only case that I can think of where you're, we're not even allowed to ask you to see any kind of
0: paper. Right. Now, it's also a misdemeanor to misrepresent one for the other, too. That's another thing. I think it's a $1,000 fine. But who's enforcing that? Right. And who wants to get involved in that conversation? Yeah. Right? That's the it's... whole awkward part of it, especially in the service industry, where where we're trying to take care of people and make them comfortable. The first thing, you don't, you don't want to make them uncomfortable to begin with. Right. Yeah. But... As as uh, Jason can attest to, and I can attest to, sometimes it's so ridiculous, it it's it's laughable. Mm-hmm. You know, when people put their and like I had a, a couple put a like a four month old puppy on the bar, which is a food service yeah, that's a big area note. yeah, and that puppies aren't notoriously clean. Yeah, no. and they told me it was a service animal. Now that that creates a, a whole different dynamic because now we're talking about you know other people's health. And all those sorts of things, and that—that's a real challenge. What right? kind
1: of service is that puppy providing? Right. Well, you yeah. order in the next martini. You can't ask
0: that, yeah. right? And that's—that's that's that gray area. Is right. you, you have to be very careful with how you do it's it. A salty dog. <laughs> yes. yeah, <right>. Well, <laughs> yeah, a salty bar. After that. Of the <laughs> dog. Literally. So, but again, what that does is it makes it complicated and difficult for people who do have the disabilities, and that's an right. unfortunate thing. And and again, it's it's hard not to, uh, you know. I had uh, someone come into the uh, the bar the other day, and they had a dog blocking the aisle, so people had to walk over. And, and And our manager came up and and asked the guy about the service dog, and the guy says, "And this is one of the funniest things. Ever, well, it's not my service dog; it's my friend's service dog."
2: <laughs> well, and even the service dog is not allowed to block the walk. Right. block the walkway. There's a lot of rules around service dogs. You know, they have to be seated under the table, right. out of the walkway. Um, they're if they, Under control. If they bark, right. use the restroom. Um, then, then you can ask them to leave. Even if it is a real, if it's a seeing eye dog, right? Um, it has to behave. And I think that anyone with a real service dog would know the dog needs to be on the floor, right. Out of the way. Right. That's where.
1: Because technically, that dog is working. Right. Yes. The well, dog is on the job.
0: Most of, most of the seeing eye dogs for the blind, they wear vests saying "Do not approach. This is a working animal." Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want people coming up and petting their dog. So now, the, the other thing with that is, if you do deny an animal, you still need to offer service to the person. So I've, I've read a couple of reviews, like with, with police officers, where if you say the animal's being unruly, your animal has to leave, but you're more than welcome to stay, and we can accommodate your needs that way. So the two, like Jason's saying, the, the, the two questions you can ask is, is that a service animal, and what service does the animal provide? But beyond that, you're stuck. But depending on their answers, there might be additional things. Like if they say no, well, then you need to, the dog needs to leave, mm-hmm. right? But the idea is that you cannot deny service to somebody just on the basis of a service animal. So you can request that the animal leave, but you, you need to still honor the service for the person who may still be disabled.
1: Right. right. Now, didn't you recently have an experience like this? Yeah. with a? Yeah, person I've, had a their... f- I've had a few. A actually, few? Okay. Yeah. Please <laughs> share had, with the group. So I,
2: I've had my two most memorable are from the same person at two different <laughs> restaurants. Okay. One was at the restaurant with Jeff Works at his very bar. And it was a tiny little Yorkie, kind of fairly mangy, uh-huh. a fairly young lady, probably early 30s. And uh, the dog was on her lap. And at first I was like, okay, I'm going to let it slide for a little while. Cause it, you know, she's kind of keeping it under control. And then I saw her, uh, feeding it a chicken wing at the bar. Oh boy. <laughs> so, okay. I can't have that. Right. So I, I go up and I'm like, cause it's usually, it's, it's almost never worth it to confront these people. So my rule is if they're, if the dog's under the table and being good, we'll, we'll let it go as a right. service or comfort animal. Uh, but once it's on the furniture, once they start feeding it at the table or something, anything close to the table service or bar top, then I have to step in. Um, typically starts with, a, oh, sorry, the the dog needs to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. More than half the time, that does not get a good response, which is always shocking to me because I, I approach it super delicately. Mm-hmm. Um, but this lady feeding it the chicken wing said, I walked up, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, the dog has to be on the ground. And she's like, no, it doesn't. It's a service animal. I was like, no, service animals have to be on the ground also. I'm not putting my dog on the ground. It's like... Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> service dogs have to be on the ground. and right. You can't feed it at the bar, especially. She says, I didn't feed it. Oh. Like, yeah. okay, I saw you feed it the chicken wing. It's like, no, I didn't. You're lying. Right. And it just went it just on and on and on. Right. Um, you know, and that's the problem with that
0: sort of thing. Is yeah is people who are pre, uh, predisposed to taking advantage do not like to be called on that situation. Yeah. And I, I've had the same thing, like I was saying about the guy with his, his friend's service animal. I don't understand why you would think it'd be okay to bring your friend's service animal into a restaurant when it doesn't provide a service for you, mm-hmm. right? It's not just a catch-all for everything. Yeah. And you know, the other one is, sometimes I like what I like to say is, oh, is that a service animal? And they'll say, of course, Yes. And then you get to say, well, then you know, all service animals need to stay on the floor. Mm -hmm, So you're putting the pressure back on them because a lot of them don't know the rules, right? They just know that they've gotten away with it for a long period of time and and they're gonna continue to try. So, but uh, the other, uh, barking, uh, one bark is usually not a problem, but barking aggressiveness and uh, and using the bathroom. All right, all the, yeah. It's instant.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. I hope so.
0: Uh, and rightfully so, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. I had that. I was at the, the mall the other day and a guy, service animal, uh, went to the bathroom right in front of me and then he walked away. And you know, I yelled at him. I said, hey, clean up after your animal, right? And it was funny because the animal had a had a little vest and a little hat and all of this stuff. And I thought, you didn't bring any bags, right? right? You have a vest you and a hat. put in all the dog energy dog. for everything right. else <laughs> and you gave the dog wardrobe. right? right. Right. So, and, and again, I'm a huge animal lover, right? I have six cats. I've had dogs most of my lives. And, and it's not about that. It's not about being anti-dog. It's just that, you know, the rules are there for a reason. They're health yeah. rules, right? right? Although, you know, Kevin, you were talking about uh, earlier that in some countries, you can take your animal oh, anyway.
1: look at France, my God. It, it, it's almost like part of their, their entourage. Yeah. Is right. They always, uh, at the outdoor cafes, their dog is right next to them. Though, also at the same token, too, uh, especially in Paris, the streets are notoriously uh, dirty because a lot of the parents don't pick up after their dogs. Right. So, yeah, it, that comes with the territory. Maybe it's a cultural thing. But if you own a restaurant or a bar, you, you have to. Because what if somebody's allergic to right. your service dog, right?
0: Well, that, but the law stipulates that that doesn't matter. That the person with the service animal trumps the person with the allergy. So theoretically, wow. in that situation, the person with the allergy would have to leave, which
1: doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem fair at all. Right. right. So,
2: And the easiest way to fix all that is to have proper identification for a service animal. Right, right. Because then there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And Mm -hmm. I
0: don't understand why there's so... Well, I do understand why there's so much uh, uh, animosity towards that because the people who've been getting away with it want to continue to get away with it. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I've noticed, and you might uh, agree with me on this, Jason, working with the public, is that sometimes people who are the most vehement about their own rights Mm -hmm. could care less about anyone else's right. right? Yeah, and
2: vehement about forcing you to be compassionate towards them, but right. they have zero compassion for anyone else. <laughs> right. 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 And that's a big problem in our world today. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Though, you know, I have noticed a number of wineries uh, like Napa, Sonoma area, they're all dog friendly now. Yeah. I may mean, probably a large percentage, I would say, allow dogs, as long as they're on leash and well behaved right. and you pick up after them. Obviously, it's, it's a little bit different than in a restaurant, especially if the winery doesn't serve food. Right. But um, I've spoken with some of the winery owners and tasting room managers, and they say they allow it, and they even accommodate some of the dogs with water bowls or little right. Scooby snacks. Um, and because it's better for business for them, because they know that people are making a whole day excursion out of it, and they don't want to have to worry about, you know, who's going to watch the dog and all that. So it's actually be hoop their business by allowing no no pun intended but yeah. uh, well they don't have hoops but yeah um but yeah you know I, it's so i can see how that would be advantageous for that type of industry but restaurants and bars i, I don't know yeah and restaurants
2: that do that have any sort of outdoor space i'd say probably nine out of ten now allow dogs in that outdoor space right. mm-hmm. so we do a lot i mean if, where i work now we have dog bowls outside and
0: good amount of seating for dogs out there and, mm-hmm. and it does help. I mean, there's a lot a lot of people who have animals, and mm-hmm. again, if the, if the if the situation's appropriate for it, that's the one thing. But the problem is, is that there's a segment of our population that really just doesn't care. They don't it. care, no. And that's that's what you're always dealing with in the restaurant business and and the bar business is that segment can ruin it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: that's another. You know, it's like I almost I almost regret saying that it's they should have to carry documentation because they shouldn't be forced to do that. We shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be it that way. Yeah. To to you know point. what I mean? Uh, so that that's sad.
0: Yes. But it's
1: an indictment of our society as yeah. a whole these days, isn't it? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess to sum it up, I mean, unfortunately, we can't uh, change certain people's behaviors. Uh, it, when it comes to, you know, some people are always going to be entitled. Right. And you're not going to be able to change that. And unfortunately, that gets trickles down to their service animal. Right. Um, but and unfortunately, that trickles down to the people who have service
0: animals and mm-hmm. need them, and that's where the where, the, where the rub thing. comes. That's is, the
1: worst part. Yeah, it yeah. is the worst
0: part.
2: Because with my son, um, you know, specifically, there's times because he has autism, but you look at him and he looks completely typical, and, mm-hmm. and we would get a lot of looks. You know, when I'd take him to Tennessee Valley Beach, where there's no dogs, right. and he would have the vest on and everything, and a lot of people are second, like, oh, yeah, hey, no, there's like, no dogs. I know that's a service <laughs> animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we shouldn't be made to feel that way right and um, these perpetrators are part of the reason why that happens
1: so don't worry about tomorrow take it for today
0: please join get us next time when we welcome Felicia and Luigi Petroni to out talk out about to the bed. second generation of ownership but at a, a classic no Valley restaurant Piazza D'Angelo my name is Jeff Burkhart. thanks for listening